the Archdiocese of Toronto, and the National Catholic Broadcasting Council. Through the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, presents Sunday TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Sunday TV Mass on the second Sunday of Lent. I'm Father Peter Turone. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contributions from our donors. The first is the estate of Robert Conrad Lukey of Weyburn, Saskatchewan, in memory of Robert Conrad, who passed away on February 4th, 2022. The second are Tom and Esther Compton from Pueblo West, Colorado, in loving memory of Christopher, their youngest grandchild, and Tommy, their oldest son. For their five children, 14 grandchildren, and four great-grandchildren to follow Jesus. Also in thanksgiving for all the blessings they have received and for the daily TV Mass. The third is in honor of all those in our daily TV Mass community who connect to us through our YouTube channel for peace and reconciliation that can be found during these days of Lent. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of the Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You were seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. The Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who have commanded us to listen to your beloved Son, be pleased, we pray, to nourish us inwardly by your word, that with spiritual sight made pure, we may rejoice to behold your glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the book of Genesis. God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham. And Abraham said, here I am. God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Morah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I will show you. When Abraham and Isaac came to the place that God had shown him, Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. The angel said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now, I know that you fear God. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will indeed bless you and I will make your offering as numerous as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore and your offspring shall possess the gate in their enemies, of their enemies. And by your offspring shall all the nations of the earth gain blessing for themselves because you have obeyed my voice. The word of the Lord. 
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, if God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. The word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen, until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. And he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. A few years ago, while studying in Rome, had an opportunity to get a taste of the Eastern Rite liturgy within the Catholic Church. And one of the things that struck me was the great deal of attention placed on the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. And so there were so many beautiful icons that I saw, and that was something that I, in my own personal experience, was never really exposed to in the Latin Rite, in the Western Rite of the Church. So I started thinking about that, and as we, we did spiritual theology in the seminary, came to a deeper appreciation of this great mystery. So what is the transfiguration? Well, when we look at this great event that took place, the transfiguration means that what is, lies underneath is made manifest. So it's now that is something that is underneath that can be seen in the forefront. And we see that Jesus, the God-man, at this great moment, so his divinity shines forth through his humanity. And this light, this light, though, is very different than the light that Moses himself would give off after his encounter with God. See, when Moses spoke, it said that his face was so radiant, but that light was not coming from Moses. It was because he was in the presence of God, speaking with him. So it was God's light, right, and that love that was shining on him that had this effect. But in the case of Jesus, who was the God-man, we see something very different. We see that it's the love, it's his own divinity, again, that shines through. So the light is coming from within and outwards. And we can see as a consequence of that, his clothes, it says, are dazzling white. And it's something that is quite remarkable. And there appear Moses and Elijah. Again, this is to confirm that Jesus himself is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. And we see in other parts of the, of the gospel, the other versions of the gospel, the synoptics in particular, we find that there is some parts that are not emphasized in today's gospel. And that has to do with the conversation that Jesus has with Elijah and Moses. And this conversation is based on what Jesus is going to do in Jerusalem. So what he's going to do in Jerusalem. So what is he going to do? Well, he's going to accomplish everything that was set out right, throughout the Old Testament. So all of the animal sacrifices, all these things that were taking place, again, all of this was a symbolic preparation for the fact that the God-man would lay down his life for every single one of us. And we can go all the way back to Abraham, as we saw in the first reading. And it is quite intense when you think about it. This is one of the questions that people often raise during RCIA. They say, why would God ask 
Abraham to sacrifice his son. Why would the Lord do that? And I have to tell you, I scratched my head many times, brought it to prayer many times, and I never really could understand this. Obviously, I knew this was pointing to the fact that God himself, he didn't want Abraham to literally do this. However, he did ask him to do it, and he knew the response of Abraham. But how else do you look at this? Like, what does this mean? Why did God want this to happen? Well, one day I was going through one of my theological texts, and it was right there. And of course, it was Ratzinger himself, Pope Benedict XVI, who provided what I think is an excellent answer. He says that, he said that Abraham was coming from a very different world, a world, a culture that was polytheistic, a culture where human sacrifice was the norm. So the fact that this was taking place, this horrible deed, I was taking place repeatedly, obviously was something very terrible, and God was never pleased with that. So what God was doing is by taking Abraham and leading him away from that and moving him towards something else. So he's moving him away from, again, to understand that God is not pleased with his sacrifice and moving him towards and preparing him ultimately for the sacrifice that God himself would provide, Jesus Christ. But we have this many years of history, of salvation history, where the Jewish people continue to present in these animal sacrifices, but always symbolically in preparation for that one sacrifice, which is qualitatively different. It is God himself, he lays his life down for us. So what does the transfiguration, again, which points obviously to the fact that Jesus himself is the God-man, and within the tradition of the church, we say that this was also to be a future help for the apostles when they were to see Jesus sweating blood in the garden and seeing him on the cross, to remind them to cling to this one memory. But it also has something for us in our daily lives. It reminds us that behind the ordinariness of life and our suffering that we experience as human beings, that underneath all of that is the presence of God. And so long as we do what the Father tells us to do, which is to listen to his Son and to obey him, right, out of love, Right, to listen to what Jesus has to say, to follow his example, and to cling to him in our daily lives, one day we too will be transformed. We will be transfigured. We don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but we will be like him, as John tells us in his own letter. So we ask God again for the grace to be able to recognize, even in the midst of our sufferings, that underneath them, God is always present, even if we can't immediately discern his presence. But we cling to him, we have the scriptures in our hands, right? Sometimes we need to keep contemplating the crucifix, especially during this time of Lent, recognizing that it does not end in the death of Christ, but it ends in his glory. And that is the destiny of every Christian, to live in the glory of God face to face. Let us now profess our faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen.
Brothers and sisters, let us bring our prayers to the Lord. For all those in our daily TV Mass Prayer Intentions book, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. For the baptized as they continue their journey to renewal at Easter, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. For the people of the world who need our care, the starving, the homeless, and the lonely, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. For this community, and particularly for those who are sick in mind and body and spirit, and for the faithful departed, we now remember. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. Almighty and ever-living God, we ask in our community prayer that you might guide us to enter more deeply into the spirit of Lent and into the forgiveness, reconciliation, renewal that it offers us. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. God of wisdom and light, your words guide our lives. Hear the prayers we make in faith through Christ our Lord. Amen. brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours would be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands for the grace and glory of his name, for our good of all of May the sacrifice, O Lord, we pray, cleanse us of our faults and sanctify your faithful in body and mind for the celebration of the Paschal festivities. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For after he had told the disciples of his coming death and on the holy mountain, he manifested to them his glory to show even by the testimony of the law and the prophets that the passion leads to the glory of the resurrection. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth. And before your majesty without end, we acclaim. Yeah. 
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray the partaking of the body and blood of Christ. We may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Francis, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, O blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. 
Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Peace, peace, peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I'm not worthy Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in this holy sacrament of the altar. I love you above all things, and I passionately desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul so that I may unite myself wholly to you, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. As we receive these glorious mysteries, we make thanksgiving to you, O Lord, for allowing us, while still on earth, to be partakers even now of the things of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass.